This is the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. It's Wednesday, August 25th. Here's today's news. Former University of Georgia football star Herschel Walker launched a campaign Tuesday for the U.S. Senate with former President Donald Trump's support, bringing both his celebrity and his untested political background to the premier 2022 contest. Walker becomes the most prominent Republican to line up against Democratic U.S. Senator Raphael Warnock in next year's race, ending intense speculation about whether he'd move from his home in Texas to Georgia to run for the office. Walker didn't immediately comment, though a formal announcement is expected within days. He filed paperwork Tuesday with the Federal Election Commission establishing his candidacy, a move that came shortly after he registered to vote in Georgia. He entered the race after months of pleas from Trump, who predicted the former running back would be as unstoppable as a candidate as he was on the field. Walker's name recognition, combined with Trump's seal of approval, makes the first-time candidate the instant Republican frontrunner and sets up a potential general election between two black candidates in one of the nation's top political battlegrounds. In other news, Governor Brian Kemp on Tuesday deployed Georgia National Guard medical staffers to nearly two dozen hospitals in the latest sign of the state's worsening struggle to combat the coronavirus pandemic. The governor's order sends 105 medical personnel to assist staff at 20 hospitals, including Grady Memorial in Atlanta and Phoebe Putney in Albany, facing severe strain from the vicious fourth wave of the disease. Kemp said the National Guard troops will assist our frontline health care workers as they provide quality medical care amid a new spike in cases and hospitalizations fueled by the highly infectious Delta variant, which is taking the worst toll on those who refuse vaccinations. The governor is facing increasing calls to take more aggressive action to stem the spread of the disease. He's opposed vaccine requirements and mask mandates, though this month he announced new funding to expand hospital capacity and hire 1,500 additional state-supported staffers. Meanwhile, Georgia's nursing shortage is at crisis levels, and healthcare leaders are pleading with residents to get vaccinated and take other precautions to slow the spread of the disease as emergency rooms and intensive care units fill up. Meanwhile, don't expect Georgia to follow the lead of Louisiana State University when it comes to attending football games at its stadium this year. The Tigers on Tuesday announced that they will require all guests 12 years old and older to provide proof of vaccination or a negative COVID-19 PCR test taken within 72 hours before entry to be able to attend games at Tiger Stadium. A UGA spokesman confirmed Tuesday that, as it stands now, the school plans to be completely back to normal this fall for home football games, with capacity crowds near 93,000 at Sanford Stadium. There will be no masks or social distancing requirements this year, and Georgia will not be asking for proof of vaccination to enter the grounds. Tailgating also is being permitted this season. Last year, because of the pandemic, UGA limited seating to just over 20,000 and masks were required. The number 5-ranked Bulldogs don't play at home until September 11th when they play host to Alabama-Birmingham. However, a mask mandate will be in place when Georgia opens the season against number 3 Clemson on September 4th in Charlotte, North Carolina. 
And the Georgia Supreme Court on Tuesday upheld a long county election where seven people cast illegitimate ballots, less than the nine-vote margin in the race. The ruling ends a year-long case that sought a new election for probate judge after the losing candidate alleged double voting, non-resident voting, and incomplete absentee ballot documents. The Supreme Court affirmed the trial court's finding that six people voted twice and one person wasn't a resident of Long County, but those improper votes fell short of the number needed to overturn the election. The six people who voted twice cast in-person ballots without their absentee ballots being canceled by election officials. The county elections board presented testimony that many voters were confused when last year's primary election, which included the probate court race, was postponed from May to June because of the COVID-19 pandemic. Former Long County probate judge Bobby Harrison Smith lost to Teresa Odom 1,375 to 1,366. That's all for today. Check back each weekday morning for more from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution or go to AJC.com. Have a great day. Spoken Layer